I am Platt on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Yosef Wask joins me now. He has been described as somebody who frequently helps others but remains a stranger. In a new memoir, Naked in a Pyramid, Travels and Observations, we catch glimpses of the man, his thoughts, and his many adventures around the world. The title of the book describes an episode when, the day after Wask climbed the Great Pyramid of Giza at midnight, he returned alone to meditate, spoiler alert, on Dizabile. We read his innermost thoughts as he travels to the South Pole and the North Pole. We follow his journeys of uh, thought and higher learning. He is an ordained rabbi who holds PhDs in religion and literature, as well as psychology and master's degrees in education and theology. He writes generously of his teachers and the influence that great thinkers and artists have had on his life, such as uh, Leonard Cohen, uh, Elie Wiesel, and many others who he's learned from in various fields of thought and endeavor. The book is meditative as well as uh, generously allows for the reader to wander through their own thoughts, to one's own travels, experiences, and remember their own teachers. Yosef, who joined me uh, earlier this week, writes of uh, his family, their arrival to Canada, their endeavors in the community, as well as their philanthropy. I'll ask uh, about the roots of his and his family's generosity, as well as the existential questions one might have about life and death itself, themes that Yosef thoughtfully and fascinatingly discusses in the book. Yosef Wask is an officer of the Order of Canada, a member of the Order of British Columbia, and a recipient of the City of Vancouver's Freedom of the City. He has founded hundreds of libraries on all seven continents, supported museums worldwide, and endowed Vancouver's Poet Laureate program, among many other philanthropic endeavors. You can read more at his website, yosefwask.org, this new book is published by Anvil Press. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Island program, Yosef Wask. Dr. Wask, good morning. Hi, good morning, Joe. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. When you uh, fill out a form and it asks you what your occupation is, what do you put down? I can't. Uh, it's, it's evolved over the years. Yeah. So uh, almost right now I'd rather just leave it blank. I see. Uh, I mean, it, it, it used to be um, an educator or um, in, in business or in, involved in community. Um, I, I'm still not ready to label myself as, as a writer. I, I've been involved in, in writing uh, for, for decades, but... But now I've dropped off of everything else and, um, and involved um, de- dedicating myself uh, de- to uh, to expressing myself through writing. Yeah, because I, I looked at the size of the book when I first got it, and as I was reading it, I thought, you know, you could have had a, a memoir that was probably two or three times the length of, of the book that I'm, I've got in my hands right now. Um, in terms of other books that you might write in the future, um, is that something you're considering in terms of, like, the, the, um, the um, there's a list at the back of the book of, of things you learned from uh, Vissel, and, like, that could be a book, say. Oh, definitely. I'm, I am hoping to, I, I have the, the beginnings of uh, half a dozen other uh, publications, um, I'm Applying now to uh, to Oxford to, to be a, a visiting scholar to to work on 
a couple dissertations that I did in the past but never published. Um, and I've, uh, I do want to write on um, my teachers, uh, mm-hmm. uh, both the idea of teaching and, and what I've learned from, from my teachers. And, and the whole idea of, of, of teaching is, is not just uh, over the years. Uh, it, it's evolved from, from people to learning from uh, everyone, everywhere, and not just people, but uh, from nature itself and um, any experience that I that I encounter, you you can learn from. And uh, working on uh, a book on uh, on on our house and uh, on art the art collection. Um, on uh, essays, uh, the reflections. Uh, so you're right that that uh, the, the pyramid book could have been much longer. Uh, so the my editor uh, Alan Twig was um, was pretty strict on that and, and cutting it down. And and now I um, it hurt at first because obviously whenever you have to cut something out, uh, it, it it feels like a, like a child because you're giving birth to it in some way. Yeah. Um, but I eventually uh, bowed to to his experience, and I I do love the the look and feel and length of the book. And uh, often I I know some people are are okay with uh, War and Peace. Um, <laughs> uh, personally, um, it's it's too much for me. So I I appreciate the the uh, the, the shorter volumes. Um, whether it could be densely packed um, or or not, but as as long as it's um, well written and not onerous, and um, illustrations um, are important. I'm like uh, Alice in Wonderland. There, that uh, a, a book without uh, pictures is. Um, is boring. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a very well written book, and and uh, it's also a great title for a book, Naked in a Pyramid. I'm not going to spoil that for for listeners because um, I, I think it's it's the, the payoff is is when you read that essay. Did, did you get pushback though from others about the title? Yes, uh, and and I had uh, tremendous pushback myself from it. It was something that Alan suggested, that based on his work uh, in. The, 35 years or so in, in the writing community and um, w- with the BC Book World having encountered and written about tens of thousands of uh, books. And so when he went through the um, the manuscript, the different uh, uh, essays, um, that was a title that he pulled out from one of the, um, one of the travel stories. Yeah. And um, I was embarrassed by it at first, and um, and pushed back. But um, and and when we would um, discuss it or in emails, I, I would uh, just write um, referring to the book as as pyramid or N I A P or or something <laughs> like that. Um, and as it turns out, he was right in in that it was a it was a provocative. Um, um, title and and it's accurate uh, in that I am uh, that it did happen and uh, in a very rare uh, occurrence and um, and it's also revealing different parts of my life and family where yeah. I come from um, where where I learned not as, not as a um, not as a boast in 
in any way. I, I had to make sure that it it's not just a, a list of um, wh- where I've been and what I did, but it's part of um, a soulful narrative um, and, and uh, in, into the literally into the depths and heights uh, and travels around the world. Yeah, you you write that, and it, it doesn't come off as a boast at all. You write in the book that, that it's an obligation. Oh, thank um, you for noticing that, Joe. To, that's exactly right. To, and, to recount uh, these travels, right? Yes, that's right. Did, um, because you, you, you have had the privilege of seeing these remarkable places and, and, and um, encountered all sorts of people, animals and mammals alike, um, do you think you understand the world better? I I do. Um, I I would not be arrogant to say that I understand it completely. Sure. Uh, but I do understand it better, and um, it and it and it's not just an intellectual understanding. It it's uh, it's an emotional uh, encounter, emotional, physical, spiritual, um, intellectual. It's it's multidimensional encounter. Uh, with 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 the world and uh, and, and so the 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 environment um, the, the the world the other um, has become a friend. I mean, at times I'm I'm not again foolish um, to say everything is friendly and filled with with love. There there are. Uh, there are threats also, yeah. um, and um, even crossing the street, you have to look both ways. And uh, so, um, I've, uh, I've had uh, over the years. It's uh, my encounter with the world has evolved into a type of uh, of, of friendship. I, I would say. I, I found the book incredibly reflective. Um, it, it seems that you spend on these trips or these, these great adventures of yours, um, spending time thinking, reflecting in prayer sometimes, um, and um, often it comes across as lonely or melancholy. Um, I, I don't know. Is, is, is that the sense that you you get when you're on uh, when you're outside of say home? It's an interesting um, observation. Um, I could, I could uh, probably, if I if I sat down to and took that um, as the, as a first line, um, as a theme, almost as as a musical uh, a theme, uh, and and then reflected on it, I, I'd probably learn something again uh, about. Uh, about myself or about uh, the, the um, travels, um, I I don't feel. I, I mean, obviously, there are times when when I was lonely, um, but um, I I don't in general take that loneliness um, or being alone as as something negative. Um, or something lacking because yeah. um, uh, while there are times I would like to share it, uh, the experience with someone else, 
there are other times, um, and the the deeper expressions are. Uh, I I am sharing with someone or something else, and that's with the. Uh, I I suppose uh, with, with I just want to be be careful about what words I use, but uh, it, it's really uh, about the essence of the universe. And when when I feel that uh, that breakthrough, the the the, the in a way the the opening and in, in the fabric of existence, and um, th- then there's nothing more complete. Uh, at times, it's uh, a, a fearful encounter um most of the time though when i relax in the midst in the midst of that encounter i uh i end up smiling because it it's uh it's it's a rather um um, ecstatic um encounter it just feels the the veils have been um swept away yeah, I, I I grew up an only child, and so I um, I understood as I was reading the book um, how you know I could spend say several hours alone at home, um, and not spend much time thinking about life itself. But but if I were placed elsewhere, somewhere fun, you know, in the midst of a great adventure, right? Um, your mind takes you to places that you don't expect. And I think um, that's what comes through in the book, whether you're at the South or the North Pole. Um, you're able to think about the past, the present, the people around you, past and present, um, that are part of a life. And um, th- there are beautiful moments of reflection that, that um, I, I understood and, and actually enjoyed as I was reading. Um, and I guess... Th- that's what travel does. It takes you out of wherever normal is or, or regular is. And it, um, I guess it allows you to get home too, right? Yeah, um, I mean, travel is, it, it's true what you say. Travel is literally taking you away from home by definition. Um, I mean, whether it's going to the... Um, to the market to to, to to buy bread and, and milk, or you're, you're going halfway around the world. Um, it's still the definition of of travel, and it, it, travel is also when you're uh, reflecting on something outside of yourself. To me, uh, hu- human consciousness um, is being conscious of the other, um, and uh, and. Um, part part of that is it's reflected in in world religions and in mythology and in in psychology, uh, but just on on a regular day to day basis, um, we see ourselves as being separate from and human consciousness. The psyche is we ourselves are different from ourselves, um, and and so we use. Uh, even terms um, like uh, me, myself, and I, 
and in the uh, the psych- psychologists um, talk about the different parts of um, of awareness um, and uh, the, the the sexual urges, um, the, um, the the dominant, um, the the alpha male, the um, the, the love object. Um, um, how how do we relate to nature? Are we part of nature or outside of it? Um, when when we're considering what to do, we say, um, "Well, I feel like doing this, but on the other hand, I could do this, or maybe this is the pr- correct path." And and so um, there there are we live within a hall of mirrors. Um, that, that is constantly uh, reflective, and uh, it, it's been said before, and I've heard it from, uh, especially um, that Thomas Berry, who was a, a Catholic priest and a, and a professor um, in in the New York area, um, and and as I as I wrote there, one of the kindest people I've ever met, uh, and and he spoke about uh, human beings. Uh, we, we are the the universe or the earth being made conscious of itself. So we 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 are aware both of ourselves as the other, the earth um, and all of existence as the other, um, and and yet we strive for the the union. Um, so we we are complex, probably as far as we know, one of the most. Um, complex uh, you could say creations or beings yeah. or entities in, in the in the entire universe the the um, the chapter on your, your travels uh, to the South Pole um, it, it reads like poetry or, or verse and in, in, um, in it looks as though it is yeah how would you describe that the way it's written? Um, it is it is um, poetry, uh, and uh, a, a lot of my writing is prose poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the South Pole narrative um, was based on some. Um, I, I usually don't take notes when I when I travel or don't keep a journal. Uh, on on that particular trip, I uh, took a, a small uh, journal that would be uh, w- w- waterproof and a special pen that wouldn't freeze up, mm-hmm. and I was I, I was over prepared, um, and I I took notes every once in a while, and then um, turned it into. Um, it was Alan's idea to turn it into a uh, a poem, and then um, I reworked it many times. I mean, right as, as you're aware, right up until the the last moment, um, people when you're creating something, you're uh, constantly editing it and in search of the perfect word, and and then as soon as it's printed, uh, you look at it again and say, oh. This uh, this could have been a better word, or could have used something different here, or that's uh, one syllable too many, or something of that sort. Um, but the 
writing about it as as a poem um, turns it into a more uh, active narrative also. Uh, So you don't have to spend time. I don't have patience for most novels. There's too much description uh, in them. Um, And... um, I know some people read only novels, um, but I'm, I'm on the other side, and and so by uh, poetry is to me much more um, dense. It's it's almost like um, a, a symbol or a, a logo. You can say so much um, yeah. with with so many fewer words, and it it also flows. It's almost like a waterfall of one image and uh, one short idea um, f- f- moving into the next. And and then something um, uh, I, I learned also from reading others and, and listening, as you mentioned, to Ellie Wiesel, and is um, as a writer learning to uh, trust the reader to complete uh, the the. the what what you're trying to express it uh, to, to me i mean there's all kinds of um w- ways to express that like uh say a spark jumping from yeah. one point to another an electric spark and um uh, or there's a chasm between the writer and the reader and uh, don't, don't be like a, a a nanny and and overly take care of the reader um, but um, in, invite them along um, for the ride if if they if they choose and and trust that so much more even that I could ever intend or the painter or dancer uh, or musician um, you you can only put so much there and then the person who receives it uh, will amplify it. The other thing I noticed was that the the um the North Pole chapter appeared after the South Pole chapter, even though the trips were the other way around. Right. Was there? Were you thinking of something specific in terms of how you presented these two stories and, and the way you did? Uh, no, but uh, thank you for being such a careful reader. That's amazing. Um, again, that was um, uh, my editor, uh, uh, Alan Twigg's idea, and he just thought that the the narrative and inviting the uh, the reader in uh, in in that rhythmic way, putting the 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 poetry of the of, of the South Pole and and the ideas in there first. Whereas the North Pole, even though you write uh, geographically, it, it took place uh, first and would have set some of the uh, travel background. Um, it, it's um, it's longer, uh, deeper. It's more technical, um, and um, and and he felt that uh, invite the reader uh, in first, um, and it, in a way, in in a lot of art, also you can have um, let's say in visuals something that is perfectly symmetrical, uh, balanced. Um, and and yet uh, that can also um, be staid or boring or dull, and so creating something that is asymmetrical, um, uh, it it uh, 
there, it's more of um, like a verb, or there's more action. In, it, it's, a, it's a little off balance, and so you tumble into it. Um, yeah, the, the sense that I got was that, that you had, by the time you got to the South Pole, had, had um, experienced some personal growth, if you will, or, or, or evolution, probably. Uh, what that might be, I, I couldn't tell you. But um, you, you see that first, and then you see where you were once were, say, a year earlier even. Yes. Um, and it's just fascinating to contrast how you've grown, if you will. Uh-huh. No, God, thank you for that, yes. Um, when you read back parts of the book, um, the, the memories, you know, they often read as evocative, viscerally even. Um, I, I would assume that the, the, the memories come back probably stronger, more stronger than, say, say a photo or a video of, of, of your travels. Do you think that's the case? When, when I re- read back the, when yeah. I read the text again? You yeah, know? When, you, when you read back, say, something you've written about a certain trip, that, that the, the memories are probably stronger? Yes, because um, I hadn't thought of that, but it, it's true. Uh, let's say a, a, a photograph, uh, in a way, it, it's already complete. It's expressed uh, and self-contained. Uh, and so if, if you're careful and look at it deeply and keep coming back to it, and even I've, I've learned to look at uh, art, at pictures, uh, etc., um, upside down and sideways um, mm. when you really want to see something new or interesting um, or reveal what it's trying to show because um, otherwise uh, you're just looking at it through old eyes or through habit um, and um, by writing a- about it uh, it, it's uh, like creating the the memory or the photo all over again, and it, it, it's bringing in. Um, it's like the, the the commentary on the let's say the the the, the photograph. Oh, yeah. uh, so it's writing about what it let's say the the the, the physical what it what it looked like, and then the emotional, what I felt, uh, or what my reactions were, and um, maybe a a spiritual um, feeling or epiphany that that emerged. Um, So, um, writing, and and there are times now when I will pick up uh, the book, I I had uh, such different feelings, and I was surprised by this. Um, w- while writing it is one experience, it, um, letting it go um, to the publisher is another, seeing it in print is a third. Mm-hmm. Uh, after uh, sharing it with others, um, uh, say at a, at a launch or at a, at a book reading, is, is, an, is another experience. And then picking it up at random times and Opening it up to any page and, and reading a particular passage um, is, is a whole like uh, months after it's it's print it been printed it is a whole another experience uh, and and uh, because then I can read it as if 
someone else wrote it, um, and I can look at it more objectively. Um, and at, at the same time, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, expressing a number of other things in, in other ways. Um, I, I remember, Joe, when I would look at, um, go, go to, let's say, um, a play or a musical performance mm -hmm. or a, an artist, and and you'd read in the in the program notes um, um, or, or or say an endorsement on a book or something, um, also by this author, and then there'd be the different titles or this person play it was in these stage plays and on Broadway, off Broadway, etc., yeah. or in these films or played in this uh, orchestra and that and and I I wonder isn't it enough uh, just to have done this. Uh, the, this one production, or to achieve that, and what what is it about humans that we're, we're always um, looking to do more, and uh, and 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 that that too, I I touch on a little bit of that at, at different places, uh, and and it's something that gets us in trouble. Um, because we've done so much, and, and so we've filled um, the, the the planet, and and uh, and, and there's um, to me one of the values, uh, say in the Jewish tradition, is is the um, the idea of the Sabbath. Uh -huh. So it's not just doing more, but learning how to stop and be thankful and reflective for what is and dedicating a day or it could be a moment in the middle of the week could also be a sabbath moment yeah. um and and there's so much uh value in not just in doing more but in stopping doing less and appreciating what you have when, when you write about uh, faith and and the various religions that you've studied over the years i found that fascinating i'm i'm 41 and a lot of people of my vintage aren't subscribers to religion they don't take the week a day during the week and and, and you know go to a place to worship say um you write near the end of the book that that um we have this fear of the word god and you know i, I can't, can't help but thinking as i finish the book that how accurate that is because um you know we could talk about politics or faith even current events yeah but we we um don't want to think about god and their role in all of this um as as a rabbi as somebody who's who's thought about this a great deal what do you think the future is for organized religion well i i i think it's uh as long as there are, are humans with our particular psyche, there will always be some belief system. Um, the particular god or goddess or um, mythology or um, lack of an organized religion, uh, that will continue to change. Um, uh, I guess I, I, I think of, of our, our friends in the United States, for example, where um, uh, the um, religion itself has, has uh, entered politics in, in, in a great um, 
with great force as a way of sort of say as a means of survival if you will because people aren't going to the place on Sunday um, this is the way that we, we promote ourselves or, or propagate whatever it is we're, we're you know the, 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 uh, the corporate church if you will rather than any spiritual aspect of it I think yeah um, I, I think that if, if people don't have the particular religion, let's say, that they were um, traditionally brought up with yeah. um, and uh, become uh, iconoclast, which means breaking the icon or smashing the idols um, or doing away with the formal uh, re- religion um, or the belief system that had been imposed upon you, um, that, to me, can be um, either foolish, but is often um, very wise and an, uh, an authentic reaction. Um, and um, because the religion, like anything um, human or organized, uh, can become corrupt, and so uh, it, and and institutional. So we have to continuously uh, renew it, um, uh, reform it. Uh, That was, let's say, in the biblical times, that was part of the the work of the prophets to come and um, rebuke the the king. It was part of the checks and balances and to remind the people what a true fast is and uh, what... what, um, uh, and and not just refraining from um, from food or harming yourself, um, but uh, taking care of the disenfranchised and um, the the poor, the widow, the orphan, uh, etc., the homeless. Uh, so um, in in Judaism, at least, and in, in most religions that I've ever looked at, it, it's not just something to do with with a with a, um, a deity, but it's as much to do with what's around you, and um, and and then um, also what what's happened, um, what we're going through now is more of um, an age of spirituality, uh, the the renewal, mm-hmm. um, and then when we don't uh, accept, um, let's say, some of the old older stories. And because stories like uh, clothes can wear out, and uh, and so what are the new ones? So we're with all the the wonderful uh, technology that we have, and the films um, and other um, productions. Uh, we we create entirely new universes and and um, create, as it were, new belief systems, new gods and goddesses, or stories and. Whether it's the 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 Temple of Yoda uh, and then Star Wars or mm-hmm. uh, any of the, uh, the the Marvel universe, and you've got your superheroes, which are the old uh, angels and gods and goddesses uh, of Greek mythology or Babylonian, or um, and fighting for good and evil, and um, the, it's the, in, again going back to the essential human uh, psyche. However, that's developed, and we're only one of 
billions of species uh, but uh, over time, but our particular species thinks in that particular way, and that's how we interpret the universe. And then so, so we have these building blocks of perception, and, uh, to, and then we fill in the blanks with the name of this, um, this belief system or not. Uh, like uh, one, one of Dylan's famous songs is about um, you got to believe in, in something. You can believe in this or that or the other, but that's the way we work. So it is important to be reflective and responsible and, and at times to try and uh, just lay it all down and uh, go, go for a walk in the midst of nothing and, um, and, and celebrate what is. Yeah, I, I really like the chapter on um, final resting places. Um, you talk about traveling. Uh, through various cemeteries and memorials. Um, There's a beautiful line in the book, the final resting place for some is the beginning of imagination for others. And Um, I can't can't tell you how how much I've been thinking about that ever since I read that. Um, A a lot of us might avoid funerals or not like to talk about death because we're afraid of it. Um, Even taking a walk through a cemetery, uh, as you've you've done countless times, is something that people would avoid. Um, uh, I can't help but think that it's a great place to to sit and reflect or walk through. Um, I live close to Mountain View Cemetery, and and, um, I've often thought about um, uh, doing that instead of walking on on the main drag, say, or Fraser or Main. In terms of of, um, how we feel about death, I'd assume that your clergy work um, gives you a better understanding of it and why it scares a lot of us. I mean, I'm assuming it doesn't scare you. Well, there were times when I was younger that I wanted to be, um, like the biblical literature describes us being created in the image of God, in B'Tsela Melokim. And, and then we have to interpret what does that mean, the image of God, uh, which is usually in the, in the spiritual image or in the imaginal image, not, not that we are gods, although we often uh, act as if we are. <laughs> and, um, and, and so to a certain extent, we, we do carry that, say, that God seed and, and that power to create and destroy. So it's, it's a tremendous responsibility being a human and part of part of um, that imagination of, of, of being godlike is immortality and so dying um, which is very mortal and finite is a shock to the human and it's a tragedy um, to us um, because our, our minds um, uh, go on forever. Uh, even just speaking with you right now, I can imagine before there was creation and after creation. I can imagine the ends of the universe and uh, ache somewhat to uh, to to conceive what's on the other side. Um, but 
that it, it all and infin, as I wrote at one point, infinity to the metaf, to the metaphysician, um, infinity is just another number. Um, so when when we're faced with death, it's um, at at times I felt it's an embarrassment, it's a weakness, it's a it's a, it's a limitation, and and it's a tragedy. And and I think that's the fear that that and also um, what's what uh, as we're dying is that really the end and what did I do with my life and um, what did, did I fulfill it uh, what what did I achieve who did I hurt um, all, all millions of questions that that um, emerge uh, with with the idea of. Um, and the finality of, of death, and so religions have either, um, and, and when I say religions, meaning human thought, um, has either perceived or invented um, different uh, continuation of the mortal life. Uh, is there a, a world to come after death, a spiritual world to come? Is there reincarnation? So don't worry, you're not dying. You're going to come back. Yeah. There, there are all kinds of ways to to extend uh, the, our, our mortality. You, you um, this comes up in a conversation with your your late father. Hey, I guess it was a, a walk through a cemetery. Actually, that, that, that this took place where you asked him um, what I, I don't know if you asked him what happens when we die, but but I think his answer was that, that nothing happens. Is that right? Yes, his. His um, observations at that point was, um, um, no, there is no afterlife. This is all we get. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I was going to ask you if, he, if, if you think he changed his mind <laughs> now that he's been dead several years. But I, I guess, um, I mean, what do you think? Did you, what do you think happens when we die? I, I, I wish I knew. There's, um, there seems to be that. Um, a barrier um, to which not, no one has yet been able to um, to pass. Uh, I know uh, Houdini and others. Uh, they um, during different spiritualist movements um, and and tried to set up uh, a communications. Okay, when you die. This will be the signal. Come back as a spirit and communicate with me to let me know that there is um, a, a, a spirit world and that your soul is, continues to exist uh, after this uh, earthly life. But no one has successfully uh, done that. Um, with, with, well, there are dreams, obviously, where, where we think of people who have, who have passed away, and yeah. and some um, students or um, practitioners of, of religions have uh, take those dreams as um, as viable communications. Um, there are other, uh, like in in Tibetan Buddhism, uh, when when they're looking for the the next Dalai Lama, um, and um, the the monks um, will, especially trained ones, will 
go and search the different villages and for for the newborn child and or of just a few years old um, who will be able to remember um, oh yes um, particular names of what they were called in the past life or mm-hmm. toys that they had or experiences they had in the past life for that uh, and then it goes through a council to say this is um, a true reincarnation of of the uh, of, of the past uh, master. Um, so m- most um, religions that I've looked at have some some kind of uh, teaching like that. Um, the reincarnation is very strong in Hinduism and Buddhism. Um, it's less well known in. In Judaism, but it's definitely part of it. Um, the world to come again and is less well known in in Judaism and, um, and in other religions, but it's definitely um, part of that. Um, my particular belief is I I used to believe in it more because it was part of the tradition, but mm-hmm. in the last many years I stopped believing just because it was a tradition and I want to uh, really know uh, directly if there is uh, such a phenomena. And and I've been dedicating the, the last few years um, with, to more of a direct encounter with... Um, um, call it with with God or with the spirit uh, or with the essence uh, um, and and part of that is in the in the biblical literature also it, it um, uh, one of the things I like about biblical literature is um, that no one is described as perfect uh, every human in every story they're the greatest leaders there's always uh, some human, foible um, that that is um, described um, and also um, as as much as we try to be part of the community and struggle or go through exile and return um, there's um, there's something called uh, like an argument with God mm. that it's part of um there's in a way that, that heaven has been democratized um and that that people uh who were again created in this uh radical uh, uh and and equal so that every human not just not just uh, one religion or one belief system one is not better than the other the mm-hmm. first story of human beings is that we're all Equal. We're all from the same family. Every war is a is a civil war, and and, and every person is uh, is, is is related. Uh, so it's a, it's a radical statement, right right from the get go, and um, and and then you see so many encounters um, in, in in biblical literature of whether it's um, from Adam or Abraham or Moses or others. Um, um, arguing with God, <laughs> saying, "How could you do this?" Or you, who are are the, the master of justice, uh, would you 
create uh, or allow injustice in your world. And, and often the people, the prophet, the leader, the individual who, who dares to engage with, uh, with this God, with the essence of the universe, um, will, uh, um, will prevail. I guess one one other way that we can live on and and is through philanthropy and and um, I'm assuming well I, I shouldn't assume that I mean your 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 father Morrison you mentioned a few gifts that you made over the years um, do you view that generosity as a way to to say live on yes um, and as I as I get older too, and I I look at others and, um, and and think of myself also, and the word legacy comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Was uh, what 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 are you leaving behind? Um, sometimes it's just um, the dust in the wind, and other times uh, you can set up um, something to help others. Um, whether it's in the moment or uh, some type of family foundation, um, so it, it, it definitely it is a way to to live on. Uh, sometimes through someone who's um, creative, uh, it's through their through their music or or writing. Uh, philanthropy itself it comes from the two words of. Um, uh, philo and anthropos of uh, l- loving humanity, um, and again, it doesn't have to just be humanity, but uh, re- relating to the world in a in a positive uh, sense uh, and, and sharing who and what you are with with them, uh, and that that sharing can be through your um, possessions, through through your funds. Or through your time and attention and creativity. So there, there are many ways to be a philanthropist, to love and care for others. Well, was that something? I guess that was instilled in you at an at an at an early age. But but you know, you you talk in the book about your father Morris and his brother Ben, and your grandfather, um, in terms of when they came um, to this country with with very little. Was that something that they always had, the, the, the sense of, of uh, obligation, if you will? Yes, that, a lot of that comes from uh, Jewish tradition. So it was passed down uh, for thousands of years, and not just as an idea, but in practice. Um, so um, actually there's no word for charity in Hebrew. The, the the word that is used is uh, tzedakah. Uh, the root of the word is tzedek, which means um, uh, right, doing the right thing. Um, uh, so it's like it, it's an act of justice, n- n- not not charity, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and and so we were always brought up to. To help and share with with others. The, the other thing I was thinking about as I was reading the book is that that you've um, been able to, to go various places and, and conceivably could live a- anywhere. 
you wanted to. Um, and you have lived elsewhere over the years, um, spells outside of Vancouver. But what's drawn you back to, to Vancouver, and what's kept you here? Thank you. Uh, it, that was um, family. Um, when I left uh, Vancouver, I was in my early 20s, and um, I never thought that I would move back here. Um, um, so I lived in in Jerusalem and New York, Toronto, Philadelphia, a number of places in Boston. Yeah. And there were teachers and communities and experiences. Um, and um, and uh, I, I, Vancouver, I, I felt, just didn't have that, that depth of uh, learning and community and opportunity, um, and, but after uh, after being out of the city for twenty twenty one years, I, I would visit once in a while. Sometimes not for years, but um, and, and then uh, I was blessed to to have a family of, of my own and. Uh, starting to have children, mm-hmm. uh, so I had to decide. Um, would I go to another place to get a job, let's say a university or a, 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 a congregation? But the children would be brought up with friends, but not with family. And uh, so I decided. I've I've spent decades uh, nurturing my. Um, spiritual uh, and intellectual uh, minds, um, and now it was time to return uh, for to to deal more with with my um, uh, with the with the emotions, and uh, so that the, my children could um, connect with their grandparents, aunts, and uncles, and cousins. Um, as opposed to just uh, friends. Uh, what I've learned over the years also is um, sometimes the, there, there's an expression in Hebrew that a close friend is better than a distant relative. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think anybody with a family can, can uh, certainly attest to that. Yeah. Um, it, it's been such a pleasure to read this book and, and to get to talk to you about it um, I could talk all afternoon with you, but I'll let you go. Um, uh, congratulations on this book. It's 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 a a very special one, and and I can't wait for whatever's next um, because it it's um, it, it comes from a place of, of great thoughtfulness that I think um, we can all do with because it it allows us to to think about our own lives and and where we live and where we'd like to go and what we've seen. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Joe. I, I enjoyed our conversation, and I, I really appreciate your close reading of the text. The website for more is at yosefwask.org. The book is called Naked in a Pyramid, Travels and Observations. It's published by uh, Anvil Press. Its author, Yosef Wask, joined me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta. <laughs>